0: And then today I started watching uh, Star Trek Next Generation. Well, I didn't just start,
1: but I was all day.
0: <laughs> um I started recently because I'd never seen Star Trek.
1: How's that hold up?
0: It's cool. Okay. I can get down with it. I was kind of a interested when I was listening to that new Red Letter Media video where they talk about Comic-Con.
1: Oh, and they talked about the show. And he's like, Gene Roddenberry
0: wanted to make a show that wasn't, like, exciting. It yeah. was supposed to be just, like, boring, like, <laughs> yeah. philosophic lessons, yeah. and, like, as these teams just goes through, like, these weird, like, minutiae of space travel yeah. and, like, they were like, no. Yeah, then Star Wars came and started blowing stuff up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like Next Generation's a little bit like that. Like, you gotta look at it through the lens of, like, it's supposed to be a little bit dense and boring, but it's, like, yeah. could not be more clearly just, like, this episode's about, like, the philosophy of justice, Yeah, but it's also, like, oh, but these people
1: are wearing weird
0: outfits, and it's still, like, very, like, I don't know, Star Trek sci-fi is, like, super
1: interesting. I respect the hell out of it, and it's inspired so much that I love, but I've, I've never gotten into Star Trek, probably because it is... Just very,
0: yeah, it's boring, it's yeah. a little boring, but I'm into it because I'm just right. playing games in the background.
2: I guess
1: that's a good thing to do, with.
0: yeah. <laughs> um,
2: it's less about religion than Star Wars is, yeah. <laughs>
1: Despite the yeah. fact that Star Wars has a magical element called the Force, like, yeah, that's you mean God? God,
2: <laughs> middle are just the blood of Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> that flows through all of us. <laughs>
0: I went that on a <laughs> Miniglorians are just the blood of Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> Do you think there's some crossover there, like, for your audience? <laughs> Between what? You Christian think there are people- <laughs> Star Wars fans? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. no. For sure. Hey, you ever notice how... That one ship looks like a cross. Which one? The B Boba wing. Fett's. Oh yeah, the, the Spi- B wing. Yeah. No. Oh. Okay,
0: the A wing shaped oh, like, like an, an A. X the wing? Y wing. Forget about X X it. Wing? <laughs> no, let's go with this one. shaped like a T. How about the T? No, B wing. Is uh, it because it's a bomber? No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what the Y wing. That's was what the Y was. wing was. <laughs> That thing was so awkward to fly in the Rogue Squadron games. I hated it. My favorite uh,
0: alien sci fi movie that is attached somehow to George Lucas is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.
1: It's <laughs> the <laughs> 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 Here's the thing. I actually, at the time, didn't hate that movie as much as everybody else, only because Indiana Jones fans were like, whoa, whoa, aliens? Well, it follows the absolute formula of every other Indiana Jones movie. But that's what I'm movie. saying. I was like, the first movie proves the existence of God, yeah. Three, and then three mo- <laughs> movies later, everyone's like, I drew the line to aliens? Like, it's all like... <laughs> <laughs> What? No, that's
0: fair yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like god's real and then it's like weird mystic stuff yeah. is real
1: and also do you and think then that... it's
0: like sean connery's supposed to be his father that's the weird believable <laughs> thing in that
1: one Yeah, there's like a mortal guy in the yeah. third indiana jones yet aliens are weird do you think that those two things cancel each other out kind of a yes. little bit as well
2: <laughs> god and aliens absolutely yeah, like...
1: what if god is an alien
2: Whoa. thanks for coming
0: to the two broken experience <laughs> <laughs> i uh I saw a real life crystal skull. I thought you were gonna say yeah. <laughs> yeah, alien. Well, if you count that, but yeah, yeah,
1: I did. Is, was it on a shelf full of vodka?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but we went to go see that Indiana yeah. Jones at this uh, popular movie theater called the Senator in Baltimore. It's like a big one screen movie theater, like all ornate, old school. Yeah. And one of the ladies who owns the crystal skull was there. Was just like in like the what? Just foyer, showing it off. And she was just like standing next to it. Yeah. Did you get to
1: touch it? No,
0: it's like know, give it was in super a case. Powers. Yeah, right. it was like in like a glass. Case. How big is it really? It's like this big. Cool. Yeah, that's it's kind of. Al- that's kind of yeah. awesome.
2: Bigger than an actual human skull. It's longer
0: <laughs> than a watermelon for people who are listening, <laughs> yeah. but not as wide.
2: Mm. Yeah. And fifty cent blood in the sand. He has to collect all the crystal skulls.
0: <laughs> is that the plot of that game? Yeah. <laughs> I <don't remember> that. <laughs> That's what it's first of all this is news to me 50 yeah. cent does, has a video game Yeah, no that's his
2: second that's video game, second that's, game. that's the sequel he gets, had a he, gets a, he does a concert in the middle east and then they pay him in the, one of the crystal skulls and then tony yayo has to help him find the rest of them
1: what on earth <laughs> <laughs> he's not making it yeah you fight terrorists like right that's kind of
2: yeah I might be making some of that up. I don't remember exactly, but the Crystal Skulls are involved in the plot of that game.
0: (laughs) What the fuck does that even mean? Uh, Okay.
1: Unlike most entertainment mediums, video games today are typically only categorized as being run by three major juggernauts when it comes to what box you want under your living room TV. One of those essential pillars, of course, is Japanese multinational conglomerate Sony. But how exactly did the Walkman guys enter the world of buttons and joysticks? Well, what if I were to say it involved probably the biggest public backstabbing of anything this industry had ever seen? Uh, you've heard us tell you the story of Microsoft. Now let's find out how their biggest competitor was born. I'm Randall Beatrice, back in our new studio, and here as always with Austin Blakesley. Yo. And Chris Anatoano. Hey. I know that opener was a little short, but I honestly don't know how much introduction this one really needs. Uh, Everyone knows who Sony is. It doesn't matter if you're a listener of music, a watcher of movies, or a player of games. Although I suspect many in the last group probably don't recall just how their connection with games even really got started. At the time, to me as a kid, it kind of just felt like the PlayStation popped up out of nowhere and then was suddenly the biggest thing in the console space. Except it actually took a whole lot more for them to get that onto the shelves. Austin, would you care to explain why Final Fantasy went from being a Nintendo-hosted franchise to not being a Nintendo-hosted franchise anymore? Yeah. I have an
2: old friend with some questions. It's going to take me like an hour. but <laughs> Hopefully I'll they've get, moved on by I'll now, but there.
0: I don't know. <laughs> so the three consoles you were originally talking about, that's the Samsung box, mm-hmm. the Toshiba con, and the Ouya, which <laughs> yeah, we did an episode box. on, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Magnavox did make the first video game console. Is that the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I know I didn't do this for my Xbox episode, but the history of Microsoft is kind of just like Bill Gates was a nerd. But the history. of <laughs> and so- he was angry at Asian people. <laughs> well, that was later. No. The history of Sony is a little bit more interesting, so I'm going to go through it real quick. Okay. In 1946, in the wake of World War II. Good times. Japan right? was experiencing an economic boom of sorts. Ugh, bad usage
0: of that word.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> off the You're all racist too. for laughing. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs>
2: It happened. Um, okay, Ugh. side note, before I get to this, I'm going to fuck up a lot of names. Not great at reading Japanese names.
1: Oh, that Polish episode I did Yeah. The, the hatred. So many consonants. It's
2: ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to try, and a couple of them I recognize and have heard other people pronounce, but if I mess it up, I apologize.
1: I think that but. one word is Tokyo.
2: <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, a man by the name of Masaru Ibuka started an electronic store in Tokyo. Thank you. Yeah, You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> he was later joined by someone named Akio Morita, and they formed Tokyo Tsushin Kogyo, which is Japanese for Tokyo Telecommunications Engineering Corporation.
1: Very literal for a name there, but
2: all right. Yeah. No. and they were just making electronics out of this electronics store. They had a couple of naming problems, though.
1: <laughs> this one was too boring.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a little too <clears throat> boring, okay. and yeah. they couldn't, despite that, the fact that they were making electronics out of this weird little electronics store, they had much bigger plans in mind, and they they knew back then, and as I've just proven, they were right, that Tokyo Tsushin Kyogya is hard for Americans to pronounce, and <laughs> Europeans.
0: So, I don't know, you did it just fine. Yeah. I wonder when the Tokyo Tsugo Kugo 5 is coming out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um So they tried a couple different names. First they tried TTK, which is the acronym for that, but that was Makes already sense. used by a railway company. Mm. In Japan. Then they considered... And, if
0: the f- and at this time, railroads still meant something <laughs> to regular
2: people. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I pictured bullet trains when you said railroads in Japan to say like the fact that this is the 40- 1946.
2: <laughs> yeah. They didn't have bullet trains yet. Yeah, oh. and
1: half their means of production was destroyed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They considered Tatsuko, which was a shortened version of that longer name. Okay, But then they found out that still non-Japanese speakers couldn't pronounce that. It seemed easier, at least, um, on the right track. They tried Tokyo Teletech.
0: talked to what? I don't got time for this. I got to go
1: uh, catch a... <laughs> Whatever. A bullet train. <laughs>
2: bullet train. Uh, Teletech
1: sounds like a phone... A Zeppelin. Phone...
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: It sounds like they, a phone
2: company. They will, It was called the Telecommunications Engineering Corporation, but they weren't making telecommunications... I guess a radio is telecommunication, so never mind. So, yeah, I usually but can think communication think no both other, ways. There was no <laughs> other electronics back
0: then. It was just radios, and yeah. <laughs> that's it.
1: Uh, the it, phone was invented.
0: Well, yeah, I guess so, but it wasn't exactly, like, evolving fast.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, didn't uh, Sega start out making jukeboxes? That was a thing. Yeah, you're right. That yeah, does yeah. have parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They tried Tokyo Teletech, but then they realized that the name Teletech was already taken in America hmm. by another corporation. They're, they're still around. Uh, f- uh, famous and f- Teletech.
0: And finally, hey, in well.
2: 1958, 12 years after that electronic store had been founded, they settled on the name Sony.
0: Ugh, long well, time to come up with that.
2: <laughs> which was uh, quoted as being an amalgamation of the word Sonus, which is Latin for sound, okay. and "sunny." Which was a term that the Japanese had adopted for slang for young man. Like, hey, sunny boy. Wow. Apparently, when did, the Japanese. When did we co opt that? We didn't co <laughs> no. opt it. Apparently, we went over there and um, killed a bunch of them and then. <laughs> oh. And well, then gave them some slang in the process. That's kind of
1: what we do. hmm. I mean, yeah. th-
2: but at least the. Uh, that's... Invading foreign countries. <laughs> yeah, get
0: off easy, okay? They were yeah. a horrible
1: imperialist nation,
0: though, yeah. let's not forget. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Either way, that name uh, it's creative enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe not twelve years. Creative, no. It's something better than that.
2: Well, they it's ha- like
0: short for Sunny Boy.
2: <laughs> they had uh, they had some stuff to do in those twelve years. Their first product was called the Type G, which was Japan's first reel-to-reel recorder. Nice in 1950, and it yeah. was called the Type G. The See, G stood for government. Oh, never mind. Because it was a product intended for government use only. Because what kind of consumer would need a reel-to-reel tape recorder? <laughs> and then their first consumer product in 1955 was called the TR-55, creative name, a transistor radio that came out in 55. I
1: googled it. This things look kind of they look cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: they followed it up with the TR-63 in 1963. I remember that. Maybe that's the one I saw. The, this actually helped <clears throat> them break into the American market because apparently it was a very good radio and people really liked transistor radios in the fifties. So nothing else to do. Yeah, what else? Um, you, when the
1: when the stick with the hoop running down the the, the streak got
2: boring. Be racist, die in Korea, or mess around <laughs> with transistor radios. Um, yeah, Sony is also credited as helping restore the. Reputation of Japanese products in American markets because mm. apparently, back then, say what you will about Sony products now, but back then, <laughs> Sony products were very well built, and a lot of people were still very angry about the war, and they didn't want to buy products from Japanese people, but Sony's was the best on the market.
0: Can't argue with the best. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the thumbsticks completely fell off of any of the transistor <laughs> <laughs> reviews. <laughs>
2: I don't know what you're talking about. A... I have a
1: I have a DualShock Four with no, oh, and both of the joysticks are naked. Yeah.
2: but yeah, that's how it went. They made transistor radios for a while. They made they made like a TR seventy one in nineteen seventy
0: one. PlayStation 4 is one big crazy transistor radio. Yeah.
2: that's the whole story. Um, <laughs> It does come a lot from music, actually, which is very funny. Um, yeah. But those two men I mentioned earlier, Masaru Ibuka and Akio Morita, were basically Ibuka was the first CEO of this corporation. He stepped down, and uh, Morita took his place. And then finally, in the early 1980s, a, a recession hit, and this threatened a lot of Japanese companies. But threatened Sony, as in a recession, electronics are the least essential, Yeah, I would say, except for now. I mean, smartphones, but... No, I know what you mean.
1: I've been that, after doing research on the Tetris. Yes, episode, electronics mm-hmm. are
2: not very essential, so they, they took a big hit. And to help get them through this, Marita stepped down and they named a new president named Norio Oga. This is when he stepped in. It's easier to pronounce. And he purchased CBS Records <clears throat> in 1988.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember reading about him when I was doing the Sega episode. Yes, yeah. he was a big
2: big name. and That, that, that episode is actually going to cross over a lot with yeah, this one, saw that. surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <coughs> if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Episode number something or other. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Dreamcast. Just
0: read the names. <laughs> Requiem for a Dreamcast. As I
2: it, call yeah. It. But yeah, they purchased CBS Records in 1988 and then Columbia Pictures in 1989, which helped them diversify away from the least essential thing into the second least essential thing in a recession: <laughs> entertainment. Um, but yeah, Sony entered the entertainment industry, and uh, movies are pretty big. They also went on to make things like the Walkman. And they Ooh. were, credit as being the first company to make portable music a thing. Yeah. Because, you know, yes, the Walkman. They went on to work with Philips, a European company who will come up later, on the compact disc. Yeah, there was like a weird, like, shadow council of people yeah. who worked on, that's a crazy story. It, uh, yeah,
1: in college we talked about that a little uh, bit.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't go too far into okay, that, yeah, but I the see. compact disc, obviously going to play a huge role in this. Yes. Yeah. 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 That invention leads us into our topic. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you that don't know, Sony's <clears> relationship <throat> with Nintendo did not start out as a rivalry; it started out as a partnership. Yes. Uh, which will be the bulk <laughs> of our story. But the partnership actually starts earlier than even a lot of people think. And tell me if you know if this name sounds familiar: a man by the name of Ken Kudaragi. Yes. Also known as the father of the PlayStation. Yes. Um, he started working for Sony in 1970 in their research department. Uh, he is a very smart man, very smart engineer. Mm-hmm. And in the late 1980s, his daughter asked for a Famicom. and he watched, no, wait. he watched his daughter play the Famicom, and he thought it was just the best. Smart girl. From that day on, both him and his daughter, I guess, were real into video games. <laughs> And he even, so far as, went in and pitched, hey, here's an idea, why don't we make a competitor to the Super Famicom that's going to be coming out? I don't know if it was called the Super Famicom at the time, but why don't we enter this market? And the Sony executives had no interest, because unlike entertainment, where you can just lie about your accounting and make (laughs) billions of dollars you can't do that, and video games are actually a very risky business, yeah. as as you will know from our, our Sega episode and our Microsoft <laughs> yeah. uh, Xbox they, episodes.
1: They could have had uh, some cold feet too after the like Atari crash.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the Famicom is the, given brought, credit yeah. for resurrecting <clears throat> the industry after that crash. Exactly. So, so they, they
1: yeah. probably weren't even like 100 sure you know, it was
2: all really bad. It was a yet success, but stay. one success wasn't enough to yeah, get that's, them into it. That's exactly. Not a trend. But yeah, the executives <clears throat> had no interest. However he had an in because he was an engineer who designed chips for computers. And Nintendo had put out some word in Japan that they needed someone to develop a new sound chip that would go in the next Famicom. Sony declined, but Ken Kutaragi accepted uh, without the permission of higher-ups at Sony. Uh, and in in secret, in his free time, he worked on the sound chip called the Uh SP-700, SPC-700. And that chip would go on to later go into the NES, but not before the executives at Sony found out that he was working on it. Oh, shit. And they were furious. (laughs) Um, But obviously, I don't think it was too hard for him to convince them, like, hey, I already designed the thing. You just have to manufacture it, and Nintendo's going to put it in their console. And again, they weren't into video games, but eventually Noria Oga... Accepted, he approved. The chip was completed, and then manufactured, and then went into the Super Famicom and the Super Nintendo, which, as we know, were very successful. Turns out, so yeah. <laughs> not only did the Super Nintendo and the Super Famicom make Nintendo a lot of money, but they also made Sony a lot of money because there, there was a Sony sound chip in there. Got to hear them Mega Man drums somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and due to due to the success of this chip. Sony executives started to take an interest in the video game industry. But... There's money to be made here. Despite the success of the chip, it was still a little too risky. Luckily for them, a very unique opportunity presented itself to them. Laserdisc. No. Did Sony have a hand in Laserdisc? I don't know. I don't know. Sony seems pretty good at this. They (laughs) helped develop DVD, CD, and Blu-ray, so... (laughs) They seem pretty good at the whole CD thing. And now... For that opportunity, we are going to cut back a little bit. No, they were in Phillips. time. Phillips. Yeah, Phillips
1: go. made the laser disc. Oh,
2: there you go. Bunch of idiots. <laughs> um, they also may help to make the CD and the DVD, so maybe not. But <laughs> Can't win them all. Didn't. No, Toshiba made HD DVD. Bunch of morons. <laughs> but we're gonna cut away from Sony for a little bit and go into Nintendo's head here for a second. Sega. Was gaining market share against Nintendo with the Sega. What was it called? Oh, the Mega Drive. The Mega Drive. Yeah, yeah. That's the first one or the second? Yeah, the one before the Genesis. Yeah, yeah. The one that looked like a
1: grill. Yeah, is that the one?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can listen to our Sega episodes for the story of how Sega exactly gained a bunch of market share on Nintendo. Both parts. Both parts of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo had heard whispers of a. Upcoming Sega Genesis, Mm -hmm. and that Sega was working on a CD attachment for the Sega Genesis. (laughs) Oh
1: boy, were they ever!
2: (laughs) Both, which we know now, that were true. (laughs) But there was a lot of talk between game publishers because, you see, cartridges were being quickly outpaced by game development technology. Cartridges can't—you can keep making cartridges that hold more, but only to a certain extent. Yeah, you're kind of handheld by technology. And people weren't really working on, I mean, now we have SD cards that have terabytes on them, right? But back then, people <coughs> weren't working on new storage mediums that were cards. When
1: did CDs yeah. become cheaper to manufacture? At first, were they, were they always cheaper than cartridges?
0: I think just like any technology, probably not immediately, but, but it, it didn't quickly take, yeah. caught up. Like especially around this time, because
1: I thought that might have been Nintendo's excuse as to why they were sticking with it, and then that very quickly, like you said, like it just didn't become the case anymore. Well, no, wasn't because by the
0: time the N sixty four came out, cartridges were super expensive. Yeah, that's
2: what I thought. All the plastic and everything, and
0: chips. Here's the thing
2: you have to keep in mind. Our topic for today is one of the two companies that helped develop the CD.
0: Yeah. Oh, so sorry. if you're it...
2: if you're Sony and you're in the music business <laughs> and you're making CDs for your the artists signed to your label, yeah. it's cheaper than the person who has to come to you to right. make the CDs. So eventually,
1: Microsoft in because... the last generation, right, were just like fuck it, we'll just
2: yeah. All our games are on Blu-rays
1: now too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So like the advantage that I think Sony ended up having later on is that they can make it themselves. They had yeah. a lot of CD processing, like, CD printing facilities, because... it was one around the corner from here. They helped helped develop the CD, and they were already in the business of printing them, so... That makes sense. Why not? Which is why Nintendo decided to go to them, but we'll get to that in a second. Game publishers knew that they could make much bigger games on a CD than they could on a cartridge.
1: Yeah. I mean, a CD is, like, 700 megs, right? Yeah. As
2: opposed to... And you're thinking the about the limits of
1: the, even the N64 cartridges.
2: Certain companies were way mm. into it. Let alone SNES One cartridges. certain company that Randy already brought up was way, way into it. Square Enix, or sorry, oh, Square yes. Soft. yeah, this was Not before. Not Square Enix, Squaresoft, <laughs> because you could make an RPG that people could play for 20 hours on a cartridge, but you could make an RPG that people could play for 200 hours. <laughs> on a CD because Did it helps. imagine
0: a box of four cartridges in that
2: <laughs> that you like... I know. But well,
1: didn't they say that Final Fantasy Seven would have been like eleven cartridges on an N sixty four. Yeah, and that's hilarious. It was, and it was still on compared to like it was still on three discs. Like, yeah. Three discs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, nothing is cooler aesthetic than a video game with multiple discs. Yeah. I don't know why they like still like. I don't. I liked it in I the Game like when you opened it up and they had the to nostalgia. It. But like, I just like something about like the memory of opening like a Final Fantasy game. Be like, I'm on disc two. Yeah. yeah. Three. You like getting
1: the message in the game that's like, you yeah, know. shift over. You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like how they mimicked that with the PlayStation Classic. You Uh, had to um, hit the reset button to, like... Oh, yeah. It's
2: pretty dumb. But uh, these publishers, you know, they went to Nintendo and they're like, hey, look, Sega's working on a CD thing, and if we're going to be making games for you guys, we're going to make games for them if we can fit more game on a CD-ROM for the Sega CD, so you guys need to come up with something. So Nintendo... Decided that they were going to make their own CD attachment for the Super Nintendo or the Super Famicom. But they didn't have any experience with the technology. And unlike Sega, who started out as an electronics company Mm -hmm. and then got into games, Nintendo was pretty much always video games. Or always games, Games. I should say. Always games. Sometimes taxis.
1: (laughs) Was that them? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Yeah.
2: But, um,. They looked through their Rolodex of companies that have helped them in the past, and they realized that they got an in with the one of two companies that helped develop the CD-ROM itself. And so Nintendo decided to hit up Sony for help. So in 1988, this is going to get very annoying but Sony began working on the Nintendo PlayStation with, with a space. Yes. <laughs> with space. This is very important to note. Play, capital P L A Y, space, space, capital S T A T I O N. There is a space and the S is capital. It is very important that everybody take note of that because that will change at some point, as we all know. Hey, you
1: know, get like corrections already.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but this was a prototype CD ROM attachment for the Super Nintendo. What a setup. Yeah. The idea behind this was that, and this was weird, but basically they would do what... It's kind of like the Citella View, right? Like yes. It would
1: fit onto the bottom.
2: They would do what Sega did with the Sega CD. For satellite games. Where you could like plug your SNES into an attachment, and then yeah. that would let you play CD-ROMs. Kind and had a port on the bottom. That attachment would be sold by Nintendo.
0: Yeah. And yeah. would be That's how we the,
2: all did it back then. But... They were also talks to make a combined unit. Yeah. Yeah. And that combined unit would be made by Sony. That would be manufactured by Sony and sold by Sony. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the prototypes that they were making were coming along well. The companies appeared to be getting along pretty well, working well together. And the project was coming smoothly except for one huge problem, one unspoken problem, (laughs) which was that... Sony wanted the, you know, Sony wasn't just in the electronics business. Sony obviously also owned a bunch of music <laughs> labels. And as such, they knew how licensing worked.
0: Yeah, they did big business in licensing. Yeah. That. Like Sony, yeah. Even nowadays, Sony still has a lot to do with that. Right.
2: Which is what Nintendo also had was big into licensing out their properties. If you want to know more about Nintendo licensing out their properties, go check out our Mario Brothers movie episode, uh, two-parter, both episodes.
0: Yeah, they'll let you do whatever the fuck you want.
2: (laughs) But yeah, so Sony wanted licensing rights for all the games that were printed on the CD part of the platform. But Nintendo obviously didn't want to give up any of its licensing deals. Because this was very risky. Because if Sony dis, this is the, the very ironic- give up
0: this guy and push to a
2: horrible <coughs> pixelated Italian guy.
1: Yeah, it's just like a draw, hand drawn picture of Mario, but it's all <laughs> fucked up. looking.
2: we didn't get to the CDI yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Nintendo, in the, in the most ironic part, Nintendo knew that if this was successful, that Sony would see the dollar signs and they would decide to enter the they video game industries own. for themselves. <laughs> and Nintendo didn't want to lose any of their licensing deals to Sony if they later decided to enter into the video game industry for they themselves. Wanted oh, it in the, b- <laughs> the <irony. laughs> Yeah, they yeah. wanted it in the pocket.
1: Also, I find it funny because Nintendo was going through a bunch of licensing lawsuits during this era anyway. Like, So I could definitely see that being a holdup there, yeah. like they were, they went after Atari, they went after Sega, they went after Tengen, yeah. and which yeah. I guess was Atari and someone. Like, yeah, there was a lot.
2: Yeah, Nintendo was, and uh, it's funny that you bring up Tengen because they're not my script, but they are actually
1: very reasons, good. Really? They're, well,
2: they're re- they're really good example of um, something that'll come up later, and I'll okay. bring it up later. I'm but, curious.
1: They were like a secondary that was started after Nintendo, the limits yes. on how much games you could mm-hmm. put out.
2: Yeah, so. Per year. Nintendo did not want to give up any of its licensing deals to Sony, and <laughs> did Sony. you see
1: that Mario Brothers movie? I ain't doing that shit again.
2: And Sony is before that. <laughs> after being saved by entering the entertainment industry, realized like we need those licensing. That's where the money is. Like we're not just going to manufacture the hardware for you, because if it's a failure, we'll lose a bunch of money, and you keep all your games licenses. Yeah, we want some reason you. to work on this. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, because manuf- manufacturing, especially a joint like that, like, I don't know exactly how that works, but I imagine it's not like, it's not like I'll sell you all these drinks for $5, you sell them for $8 and make money. It's like contingent on how much they sell. They'll yeah. just buy it outright, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly. So what was weird was that the companies, these were like higher-ups arguing about this stuff, but they never let peop- what? they never let people lower in the company know about it. What's so, going on? So like people kept working on this project like nothing was wrong. Like Sony never said like hey maybe like maybe like slow it down. And I don't know if this is gonna go through. <laughs> Neither did Nintendo. Everybody just kept working on it and uh, nothing was wrong. But in the punch background, a nine
1: punch out of five. <laughs>
2: yeah, but in the background, like both of the companies higher up were plotting and scheming a way to like keep this contract but get their way right um and yeah that didn't exactly work out the way either of them thought it would <laughs> so then president of nintendo hiroshi Yama- yamauchi, yamauchi? think yamauchi yamauchi yeah right because he came he came
1: up in the mario because song. he was also yeah. the one that licensed
2: the mario brothers movie <laughs> um yeah, I have a note here. It says he he was not one to let projects go when he could see that the results would not be favorable for Nintendo, except for one project. <laughs> Check out our Mario Brothers movie episode. Um, but in the video game, in the in the space, he understood he was actually very good at making these deals. Okay, uh, a little too good, in fact. But again, we'll get to that later. But he kept the contract with Sony. But in the background, he sent. Other executives that worked under him to Europe, which was where the other creator of the CD, the compact disc, was Philips. That's Philips, right. That was Philips. Yeah. So he sent a bunch of his higher-ups- did they make the screwdriver head, or? I don't- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure.
1: I actually don't know. That's the worst part. Yeah, I can't even lie about maybe laugh they that. did. Who
2: knows? <laughs> Google it. Hold on.
0: Oh, I bet the listener- <laughs> So on Don't try right now. Answer. <laughs> Unless you do some of the work, yeah. listener.
2: <laughs> no. That... Yes? No.
0: It's probably way older.
2: No, it I was named after Henry F. Phillips.
1: Okay, that makes way more sense. I think I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. The new, next line Founder of Phillips. Like, what? The... <laughs> do you think Phillips electronics, do you use a Phillips screwdriver to open them? No, absolutely people? not. <laughs> yeah. It's a flathead. <laughs> yeah. Just for, just they're
0: really sticking their guns on this
2: one. Yeah, every screw in the PlayStation is a flathead. I mean, it wouldn't make sense, because if you think about it, Nintendo uses a lot of tri-wing screws, it's, yeah. and Microsoft uses a lot of those hex ones. Oh, the hex fucking ones. star screws, yeah. the hex, hex yeah. screws,
0: ugh, they're the worst. Mm-hmm.
2: Anyway, back to video games. Just
0: as I want to profit off of painting and design Xbox controllers, and I need to buy a special tool to take apart their technology. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, they met with Phillips, who was one of Sony's main rivals... And they pitched them on the same concept, even though they already had this contract with Sony and where the work was already being done.
1: Imagine an alternate world out there where we're all gaming on the Philips Station 4. (laughs) Philips, too.
2: No, it'd be like the
0: Nintendo Philips.
2: It would be the CDI. Uh Oh, no! (laughs) Because uh, it turned out Philips, unlike the executives at Sony, were not shy about wanting to get into the games industry. And they had begun work on the Philips CDI. God. And Nintendo said, this is fucking, this is perfect. You can watch Forrest Gump on this, this thing. This is perfect because we don't have to get them to make it. They already made the thing. Yeah. We'll just sell them the licenses to our <laughs> games and yeah. we'll make bank. And then our games will be on CD-ROMs and we'll make money off the games. But we don't have to make the hardware. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, no, it was just, we talked about this before with how even today, like... Hardware is
1: traditionally sold at a loss and then made up with software and accessories Mm -hmm. and subscriptions. I think it came up in the 360 episode as well. Yes. But even back then, it was the same thing. So why wouldn't you agree to have someone else take over all that shit?
2: And this deal was looking at it with no perspective, of no context of the future, (laughs) a good deal for both sides. Because, you know, Philips is trying to sell the CDI and nobody else in the business can be like, hey we got cd-rom games licensed by nintendo
0: yeah exactly they have a established gaming yeah. you know base to launch with their new system
2: oh i'm sure philips I mean? was thrilled for that oh yeah. yeah and nintendo could be like hey we have our games on cd-rom and in nintendo's mind apparently this was a proof of concept because mm-hmm. they were trying to make a deal with Philips to also still make this CD-ROM attachment for the SNES. Yeah. And there's, like, documents out there that were drawn up, but I don't think it ever got very far. And we'll find out why. <laughs> but this is where those god-awful <laughs> Zelda CDI games yes. came from. And Hotel
1: Mario. And Hotel Can't Mario. Can't forget about that. Yep. It's fucking incredible, dude. Like, Like, memes aside, obviously, <laughs> like, how did this even exist? Yeah. And what a suck ass console the CDI was. Is that too. the
0: Zelda Two one, or is that the other random? That's the there one. were
1: three Zelda games. Zelda I think. Wand
2: of Gamelon. Yeah. And then Adventures of Link. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm and thinking. And then of. it was Adventures Zelda's of, yeah. adventure, right? Adventures of Link is... or Zelda's Quest. Adventures of Link is Zelda Two. That was an NES oh, game. Oh shit! Well, yeah.
1: What was the other one then? I know one you play as Zelda. That was the.
2: God, all those multimedia platforms. There were
1: side scrollers, right? They were, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Zelda Zelda
2: Two is a side scroller as well, scrolls but scrolls it was more like right, a yeah. Castle. Zelda's stuff. Adventure, Zelda: okay. The Wand of Gamelon, and Zelda, and Link: The Faces of Evil. Yeah, like the, the faces, faces of
1: Evil. And, That's what yeah. I was missing. Yep. Imagine p- paying six hundred or eight hundred dollars to play that thing. <laughs> it's amazing. <And> now, <laughs> or to play those games. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, yeah. This, that first one was so good, and then now. <laughs> Finally, a new one, and it's on disc.
1: It should be more epic than ever. (laughs) Gotta watch those cutscenes somehow.
2: So, this is where we're going to get a little bit in, where the Tengen thing is going to be relevant, because here was Nintendo's main problem. Yamauchi was very good at licensing, and that made their company a lot of money, but it pissed off a lot of other companies. But like, And this is why the Genesis would later go on to... At this point like when the snes is out yeah would later go on to gain a bunch of market share back from nintendo because like they were very strict about licensing and they basically have the exact same policy they have now which is just
0: never changed
2: yeah they realized that their valuable commodity was their that the brand the brand like like
0: the idea Mm -hmm. that's why nintendo stays the way they stay it's Mm because it's just on brand because Brand is everything for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like always been their number
2: one commodity. They're kind of
1: similar, like to Disney or Apple in terms yeah. of like their absolutely aesthetic.
2: Basically, their idea was your like consistency and aesthetic. You want you want your game to be on a popular platform. Nintendo's a popular platform, so you do the work. You pay us a bunch of money, and then you will help stall the consumer while Miyamoto comes up with his next good idea. Like that was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nintendo's business model back then, and kind of now too. Hey, if you think about it. Has
1: Miyamoto... Like, I wonder if... Has Miyamoto ever commented on those
2: CDI games? I don't know.
1: I want to see, the, like, the YouTube React video where he's <laughs> playing Wanda well, Gamma. on her face.
2: <laughs> I'm sure him and... Uh, what's his name? Anuma? The guy that made Zelda? Yeah. Makes Zelda now? Probably commented on them at one point or another. Yeah. But they're I'll ja- have to look that up. But they're Japanese businessmen, you know, men. So, like, they're probably not like, yeah, no, it's trash. They're stupid. Yeah. They're probably just like... I don't know. I'm bowing. You That's very bowing. racist, but <laughs> I
1: thought you were just doing like the nod. Like yeah. all right. it was similar to his his quote on the Mario Brothers movie. Like you, you know, he didn't. They're not about throwing people under the bus, even when they colossally fuck up. I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good example. When Miyamoto saw the Mario Brothers movie, he's like, dude, they nailed it?" And you're like, "What? You created Mario." I mean they did nail it but they nailed Blade Runner and they made a better Blade Runner than Blade Runner come at me he was a big Blade Runner fan Yeah, but this was already driving people away from Nintendo and to Sega and would later drive people away from Nintendo to Sega and Sony in kind of like a perfect storm for Sony as we know looking back but there was another issue which was that Japanese a lot of publishers are Japanese Konami's Japanese Capcom's Japanese yeah Namco Namco Japanese you know a lot of these big publishers back in the day are Japanese and Japanese companies they don't like it very much when you choose to work with a, a European or American company over a Japanese company so here's the thing Philips it's true they still don't they still no. don't. <laughs> but I up. think
0: that has to do with the fact that like, the tech boom there was just like, so big. And that's why I think a lot of these pu- game publishers came out of that. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was sure. natural that that shit would pop up there in that time and that place. Yeah. like 80s Japan was like the technology factory of the world. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was us on this show talking about like the idea that everybody was afraid Japan was going to take over the yes. world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that the, was when Austin yeah. was talking about
2: uh, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yeah, 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 2077, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Why well, there's a lot of like... The cyberpunk aesthetic has yeah. a lot of Japanese uh-huh. imagery in it, yeah. But they were not a fan of Nintendo going to Philips, a European company. Yeah, they were Dutch, when they were already working with Sony, a Japanese company, mm. and a Japanese company who is widely credited with like putting the Japan tech industry on the map, yeah. essentially. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. But I can see the slap in the face.
2: Mm-hmm. But this would come up later as this whole again this whole phillips deal for now is still a secret Hmm. and it soon won't be and all of this will come to a head in what is possibly one of the (laughs) biggest dick moves in the history of this industry and that we will probably ever talk about on this show probably yeah or one of them do you guys uh,
1: see that trailer for the ford versus ferrari movie yeah because I feel like one day when we're old, a movie about this will be made. Yeah. Like, I guarantee it. Like
2: There's no way. Yeah. So, this was before the days of E3. Obviously, video games were often shown off at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. Uh, and at yeah. CES 1991, I mean, Sony had a keynote because it's the Consumer Electronics Show, and Sony is a consumer electronics company. Of course, company. yeah. And Nintendo was also there to make their own announcements. And in in a perfect storm of drama, uh, (coughs) Sony was up first. You never want to go first. So Sony, you know, Sony proper took the stage and was like, "Hey, we got like uh, the Walkman 3 and the new camera or whatever. I don't know." But then (coughs) our old pal Ken Kudaragi discs are now completely round.
0: (laughs) I knew before it looked like they were. But they worked. We finally
1: got it down. We dyed them different colors. <laughs> this one's blue. <laughs>
0: Hold on, I got an idea.
1: <laughs> I think I remember that first batch of PlayStation games, or is it was a PS2 games, that were like black, pink, or two. blue yeah. ink?
0: Well, they're all different kinds. There's they were, but they stopped doing that because the it, was, it, was, it was expensive. I had a yellow game. Wait, Wait what was it, yellow? One? I think the game Freestyle. Whereas the game was like downhills and motorbikes and shit. I think it had a yellow di Maybe it was blue. I don't remember. It definitely, yeah. But I remember like...
1: blue and black, yeah. yeah.
2: Yes, black was PS1, blue was PS2. Okay. They stopped doing that when they realized, like... Then they got Blu-ray and decided to stop making blue discs, which is <laughs> stupid. I thought it was stupid back then, and I still think it's stupid now. Wait, Blu-rays aren't blue? Uh, no. <laughs> They're not. Um, Man, imagine
1: if all the Xbox discs were green. That would be so that cool. That would be I cool. Know. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's like when the one cool thing Nintendo ever did was like when they discs. Like I was made gonna say they
0: never ever used the discs, and the one time they did, they're like not regular ones. they them small. Yeah, they're cool. <laughs> yeah,
2: like the whole thing of like Wii and Wii U were Xbox. DVDs. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I <laughs> completely forgot about that. Yeah, Xbox it's Cases are green and PlayStation cases are blue and Switch cases are clear because they're boring. Oh, are they? Wait. They're
1: red. No, they're not. They are clear. uh. Some are red. Oh, yeah, Like Mario Brothers uh, is red.
2: Wii U 1 That's because that's that's Luigi's brother's colors, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Super Luigi Brothers.
0: (laughs) Holy God. (laughs) I just thought about there's like If you subscribe to a multiverse theory, there is a universe where Luigi is number one instead of Mario. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go there.
1: Yeah. Remember the year of Luigi?
2: (laughs) (laughs) In Mario's mansion, where it's just like... (laughs) (laughs) Even in all the realm of quantum theory, can't, can't, can't put Luigi on top. He's that unlucky.
1: It's like a, it's a, it's a law of the universe. Yeah, hey, He eventually became one a of, One of brother. the
2: main laws of physics.
1: It's like, That's the concept. It's like
2: gravity and time, and then Luigi's always number two. Not unless you play Smash. It's true. <laughs> Luigi is better in Smash. Sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. CES 1991. Yeah. Sony takes the stage before Nintendo. Our old pal Ken Kutaragi takes the stage. Yeah. And he finally announces to the public, after three years of work, it's because all they started it, in 1988, yeah. Geared up an exciting oh. partnership. They partnered with Nintendo to develop the Nintendo Play Space Station. <laughs>
1: uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Space
2: station. <laughs> the PlayStation with a space. Yeah. All the details were laid out and uh, people were like into it. Like they were like. <laughs> Nintendo was man. the crowd being like. <laughs> no. Like journalists and stuff were like, man, we want to know more. And then yeah. they were like, they looked at their like paper schedules. Gonna have phones because they were idiots. <laughs> they looked at their schedules and they're like, oh man, Nintendo's got an announcement tomorrow. Yeah. We got to go check this out because like. This is a big deal. Yeah. Like we want to know more, and so the very next we'll day, Nintendo took the stage to a bunch of eager journalists wanting to know more about this Nintendo PlayStation. Except Nintendo came out and shocked the world. They shocked everyone, including Sony. In the crowd, like what the fuck? When they announced that the Nintendo was working with Philips on something called the Super CD, uh, which was a CD-ROM attachment for this Super Nintendo and they announced their partnership for the CDI games, and everybody was confused, <coughs> you got especially Sony. But not only was Sony confused, Sony was fucking pissed. I
1: fucking bet. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if something like that happened today? Like, I know. That was even legal. Imagine if, <laughs> yeah. imagine if Nintendo went first, and then, <laughs> then like yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> Sony came <laughs> out after uh, that the next day. And <laughs> we uh, are doing a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Run some movie trailers. I don't... <laughs> did we sign Michael Jackson for a new thing yet?
2: Michael Jackson was there. What? I uh, forgot that part. <laughs> Wait, what? I did not... <laughs> forgot that, that part. Why was that noted
1: in your <laughs> research? He was composing music for Sonic 3. They just thought uh, he would yeah. be hanging out.
2: <laughs> no, apparently Michael Jackson was on stage at CES for Sony, but not talking about PlayStation, talking about the music yeah, division. Yeah, that's what I
0: mean. He was a character in <laughs> Mario. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he had his own game. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. <laughs> yeah, you ever play that game? Yeah. You save little kids, you
1: bring them to the trunk of your car or something. I feel like I talked about this on here once before and it got cut, so <laughs> I
2: thought I would just... And
1: now it's going to happen
2: again, man.
1: <laughs> That's the plot of the game, I think. I don't know.
2: I, don't... I think I played it once. I don't know. I talked about I 50 Cent Blood in the Sand being about collecting the crystal skulls, so... I'd rather
1: do that. <laughs>
0: That sounds like a fucking made-up game, dog. That sounds like if you try to pitch me You're like the ch- like... Ch- Shut Up and Jam Guy Den as, like yeah. as a real game. I mean, it is a real game, as yeah. real as any,
2: but as like a serious pitch. Like one that was made by a company that had to go through red tape and not yeah. like a dude who was out of his mind. Yeah. yeah. I
1: don't know. I think more video games should get made that way. I know. Agreed. Oh, I love that game. Yeah.
2: But Sony executives were pissed. And yeah. especially Norio Oga, who was previously still very hesitant to enter the games industry, even with this deal going on. But suddenly, he was all about it.
1: Oh, I was like, that fueled him. I thought it was the opposite. I was like, well, I'm never playing a video game ever again. No, <laughs> Fuck this. Little he was like, you know air. what? Um,
2: But still, not quite enough. This backstab didn't fuel them quite enough to no. just full on be like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> So, at first, Sony spoke with Nintendo about reconsidering, (laughs) and apparently, they struck a deal with Nintendo. Wow. But we'll get back to that. First, they went and explored their options. Nintendo did the pettiest thing possible possible first, and they were like, they want to go to our biggest rival? We'll go to theirs. And then they went to (laughs) Sega, but this whole thing started (laughs) because Sega already was working on the Sega CD, so they're like, hey, you want a CD attachment? And they're like, uh... We got one no, already. <laughs> like, you play Daytona USA? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Chris brought this up in that episode about them. Like, Sony really couldn't catch a break.
2: No. Yeah.
1: Not to mention that deal uh, would have... That's all right. They ended up
0: revenge-destroying and put <clears throat> Nintendo in third place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So now we're up to our third alternate universe where Nintendo or Sony teamed up with Sega. <laughs> and then...
2: Yeah. But this is important to note. A deal was struck with Nintendo. And Sony kind of, like, after getting backstabbed, they kind of went groveling back. And Nintendo, they had agreed to let Nintendo retain the profits for the CD games. And Sony mm-hmm. started working on the Nintendo PlayStation again. And they actually manufactured 200 of them. I
1: can't believe that was. those were made after this. Yeah. Yeah, which is They no, were it's, made it's, after probably that a, it's probably already Maybe. set I Maybe. Mean, not that you 200 I mean. is a lot of units. I assume those no, are mostly but I wonder what they're worth. created for dev kits, I assume. I wonder they're if much.
0: they're out there. Have you ever seen one? Oh, we'll
1: get into
2: We'll get we'll into get there. The, we'll, oh, get okay. into that. we'll get there. <laughs> that's
1: the inspiration for yeah. this.
2: Um, <laughs> but right before this manufacturing began, Ken Kutaragi had other stuff on his mind. He was pissed, and he was done with Nintendo. That would be. So he went into the higher-ups at Sony, and he showed them a demo of his own system that he was working on, on the side, again. I call uh, it the
1: fuck Nintendo.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We call it the fuck Tendo. Um, (laughs) He had a demo of using 3D graphics, which this was Yeah, at the time? Yeah. Anybody had seen, any of those guys had seen, like, the Sega Saturn or, you know, the Nintendo 64. And he also was very, made it a, made it a point to remind Sony executives of what Nintendo had just put them through. And Ken Kutaragi used the rage to finally accomplish his dream of getting <laughs> Sony into the video games industry. Those 200 play space stations that were manufactured were scrapped and ordered destroyed all of them so that nobody could get their hands on it and see what sony was working on and then sony went full on and finally came to the conclusion that they should have come to a while ago which is like (laughs) we got this ken kudaraki guy he's kind of a genius (laughs) we're just gonna make our own video game console yeah eat it and that which is kind
1: of awesome because it's that doesn't happen anymore. Yes. Like you can't have a, a, a it doesn't matter how brilliant you are. You can't just be like I know, yeah.
2: Now I've tried it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: they fucked that up. I
2: mean, now yeah, now you can't be like hey, yo, you're Best like buy, some you some guy shell, at like yeah. uh, I don't know who's an electronics company that doesn't really matter. RCA. Yeah. Are they
0: still so, around? I don't know. I don't if that's know. True. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Some guy at Vizio's like, Viz- hey, you want to make oh, a again. video game console? Vizio is a Sony subordinate. <laughs> no, aren't they owned by Walmart? Oh, I thought How about they, LG? LG. Okay, there you go. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, they come out and they're like, hey, I made a PS5, but like in my garage. Like, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you need cooperation from like <laughs> NVIDIA and shit like yeah. that.
1: The Samsung box.
2: Monopolies, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. I think Microsoft is the last one to get in while...
2: <laughs> yeah, they capitalists are fist capitalists <coughs> fisted their way in. And that that is the full history of the Nintendo PlayStation. <laughs> Though that um, will come back still. That will come back. The but Nintendo we are Space going, Station. We're going to end it there for today. And uh, next week we'll be back with part two of our story on the actual PlayStation. The one, <laughs> the that, one you, that you guys The played. one that you guys actually <laughs> yeah. played. Um, unless a certain person is listening. Uh, but we'll get there next week. Um... <laughs> Thanks for listening. If this is your first episode, thanks a lot for sticking through to the end. Yes. I hope you enjoyed it. You can listen to more. We have a website, hotbuttoncast.com.
1: Especially if you're into console origin stories like this cuz
2: we have Sega yes. and Xbox and I mean, know. I brought up a whole bunch of them. Those are some good places to start. We have a two-parter on Sega's mm-hmm. whole history in the in the console industry all the way up to the Dreamcast. We have I hosted a that one was hosted by Chris. I hosted an episode on the original Xbox and mm-hmm. how Microsoft entered the games industry. And also... Sorry, I just uh, host ones
1: about murder. Yeah, Randy hosts <laughs> ones about
2: Nazis and trench coats or whatever. I don't remember. Um, All we the have,
1: crime and shooting
2: ones. We have a two-parter on the Xbox 360. A console then, you've definitely played. And, definitely played. Um, yeah. and we'll probably do some more console ones in the future. We have one on the Ouya. You hosted one on a console. Oh, the one yeah, on the I Ouya. did. I forgot. Um,
1: Sorry. And also, now I'm researching
2: about communists, not about Nazis, so... Yeah, I'd rather... Yeah. <laughs> I guess if I got to pick one. <laughs> Go start with that or scroll through the episodes and listen to... There's one on Columbine. We did a lot of them. <laughs> if you like what you heard, you can also follow us for updates on our social medias. We have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Button Cast. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, on all those yeah. services where it's it matters. Video and
1: a commentary. Um, and all that. Yeah,
2: we got videos, and uh, you can rate us on iTunes if you enjoyed it, or if you didn't, sure, go for it. But
1: go or, ahead, I'd give
2: prefer us one star. <laughs> <laughs> um, right there. And yeah, with that, uh, we're gonna end it here today, and we'll pick up next week with the part two about the development of the actual PlayStation,
0: the games. Playstation <laughs> yeah. Playstation